Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Well, hey there and welcome, friend. I am so glad that you're with me today because I am debuting a brand new feature here on the podcast. So I passionately believe that stories save lives, especially those who are teens. Now, the right book in the hands of our middle schoolers or high schoolers can be pivotal in their growth toward becoming the person that they're meant to be. Now, because I believe that so strongly, I'm going to be sharing story recommendations at the beginning of each of my episodes. And because story is not only found in books, I'm going to be recommending all kinds of stories, including ones found in movies or TV shows and series, and even in song lyrics. So today, for my very first set of recommendations, I decided to share around a holiday theme. Now, if you would like to connect with your teens around a holiday theme, here's what I suggest. So the book that I'm suggesting this week is called Let It Snow, Three Holiday Romances, and it is by John Green, Maureen Johnson, and Lauren Miracle. The movie that I'm suggesting is Dash and Lily's Book of Dares by Rachel Cohn and David Levithan. Now, I'm kind of cheating with both of those suggestions because they are each book's And there are also movies on Netflix. So um, I'm going to be providing links to all of those in my show notes. And I'm also going to be providing a link, actually several links to the song that I'm recommending because several people have covered their original. And it is a song that truly does tell a story. You'll you'll recognize it, I'm sure, when I say it. But Last Christmas by uh, originally by Wham. And it's also been covered by Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande and Jimmy world just to name a few. And again, you'll find links to all of these in the show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP145. And I would love to hear which of those you end up checking out. You can DM me on Instagram or even better, snap a pic of what you're watching, reading or listening to from those recs and tag me on Instagram. Okay, friends, back to our regularly scheduled programming. I wanted to talk to you today about something that I think for all of us as parents and teachers is a huge thing, and that is respect. It's something that was expected from us when we were kids, and it's a value that we're working to instill in our own middle schoolers. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that when our middle schoolers are disrespectful, it triggers us. I don't know about you, but my buttons are not just pushed, they are jammed when my teens are sassy or rude or disrespectful. And that's normal because as human beings, respect is a core need. But, and I want you to hear me on this friends, it is not our middle schoolers jobs to fulfill our need for respect. I'm gonna say that again, because I feel like it's, it's kind of a mind blowing statement. It was when I first heard it. 
It is not our middle schooler's job to fulfill our need for respect. So if that's not their job, what is their job? So to understand what their job is, our teens, we first have to understand our jobs as the adults in their lives. Now, I found an analogy that I love, and I think I've shared it before on the podcast, and it really breaks down our roles with our kids into four stages. And I would say this applies to parents and to teachers. Our first role when they are babies and toddlers is to be their caregivers. Basically, we're just trying to keep them alive, right? We feed them, we change their diapers, we make sure they don't fall, all the things. We're keeping them safe, we're keeping them alive. We transition into our next role when they hit probably around preschool and kindergarten. And this role lasts throughout elementary school, I would say. And that is our role kind of as a cop. We're there to teach and enforce the rules, right? So they need to know what's wrong and what's right. And we help them follow those rules and we enforce them. Now, the next transition is when they hit middle school, and this is the place where many of you are right now. This third role is as their coach, okay? So we're coaching them. So they're on, they're on the court by themselves with their teammates, and they're making decisions on their own, but we're on the sidelines giving them directions and making corrections and just helping them along the way. We're right there in it with them. And finally, the fourth role, when they're in their late teens and early 20s, we make the shift to being the consultant. We only offer advice or opinions when we are asked for them or invited to speak into our kids' lives. So for our purposes today, our role or our job right now is to coach our middle schoolers. Now, most people, and this may include you, want to have a great relationship with their teens and speak into their lives. They don't just want to be a coach. They want to be a connected coach. But the problem is that they focus on things like managing their kids' behavior or trying to protect them from things that they, the adults, are afraid of, which brings us back to respect, because that is something that is easy to recognize in a kid's behavior. So let's jump back to the job of our middle schoolers. What job do they have? So our teens in general are in the middle of an extremely difficult task. It's one that has no set timeline or structure, and it doesn't always have defined rules either. Their job right now is to practice who they are not in order to figure out who they are. I'm going to say that again. Our middle schoolers' job, our teens' job, is to practice who they are not, in order to figure out who they are. Now, when they do that, our teens are being developmentally appropriate. And I know you guys have heard me talk about that before, and I will share a link to those episodes. If you have not heard me talk about that, it is a huge key to everything that I share with you guys, understanding what's developmentally appropriate in our teens. Being developmentally appropriate is part of the way that our middle schoolers and our teens separate from us, the adults in their lives, in order to form their own identity. And isn't that exactly what we want? For them to form their own identities, to adopt their own values, beliefs, and priorities, to become independent adults? Now, yes, we want to influence those, but we don't want them to just be grandfathered into our values, beliefs, and priorities. We want them to internalize them and live them out on their own. 
I grew up in an environment where behavior was of the ultimate importance, not just in my home, but in the school where I went and the church I attended. And let me tell you, there were lots of kids, and I will include myself in some of this, who were so very well behaved. Adults loved us. However, the things we were doing when the adults weren't around didn't always reflect the values and beliefs they were trying to instill in us. Was our behavior impeccable around those adults? Absolutely, yes. We were respectful, we were compliant, but were we internalizing what they were teaching us? Not so much, because we had learned it was how we acted in front of them that was what was most important to them. Now, if that doesn't resonate with you, think about a movie that I think most of us are familiar with, and that would be The Breakfast Club. The teens in that movie are older than our middle schoolers, but I think it's still a great example of what it looks like when grown-ups demand respect sometimes. The kids in the breakfast club may grudgingly show respect to their principal or even when they're talking about their parents, but they're certainly not feeling it or internalizing it. And if you're like me, you don't even want them to. So why am I sharing these stories with you? Because now... We're the grown-ups, right? We're on the other side of the equations as the parents and the teachers. And we have to decide whether it's more important for our teens to behave respectfully to us in the moment because we're demanding their respect, or do we want them to become respectful human beings? Now, they're not mutually exclusive, but I will say if we're going to demand the behavior then we're going to miss out on creating connection with our teens. Why? Because when any of us don't have the option to say no or to refuse, we can never choose to say yes in love because there's not a choice at all. If we want our kids to become respectful people, we have to give them the choice to be disrespectful to us and not take it personally because they're practicing who they are not in order to figure out who they are. Now, this is not to say that there aren't consequences for being disrespectful. At the very, very least, there's gonna be a conversation. But what I am saying is that when you take the focus off yourself and the respect that you feel you are entitled to, you are putting the spotlight on your teen and you're helping them consider and think about the kind of person that they want to be. Now, to do this, there are some key steps that you'll want to follow. First, you're going to have to define your values, beliefs, and priorities, and you're going to need to model, teach, and reinforce them with your teens. Now, I have a feeling you probably have already done that without even realizing it. And if you stop and think about what things you value, what beliefs you have, and what priorities you have, I'm quite sure that you have already been modeling, teaching, and reinforcing those with your teens. The thing is, and this would be the second key, is that in the moment, the goal is to stay out of fight, flight, or freeze mode when our teens are being disrespectful to us. Now, this is where you're able to stay in your thinking brain and choose not to take things personally. Now, I will also say this is one of the hardest things to do as a parent because our teens, again, know our buttons to push and they know what's going to get under our skin. But if we can stop in the moment, take a deep breath and stay in our thinking brain 
we're going to be able to make much better decisions about the situation. Now, if you're unable to do that in the moment, fear not because, hello, this is the ideal. It is not the expectation. It is the ideal to be able to stay out of fight, flight, or freeze and not react and take things personally in those hard moments with our teens. So take it from me. You are going to mess this up. So when you do, know that you can always, always, always circle back later with your middle schooler, make amends, and then move on to this next step that I'm going to share with you. So once both you and your teen are in a place where you can communicate, you'll want to have a discussion about their disrespect or whichever value or belief they weren't living out. This is the time to talk about the kind of person they want to become. And this is a great time to use open-ended questions. I would go with, in this situation, something along the lines of, hey, what's keeping you from showing respect when you're talking to me or asking me something? What's keeping you from being respectful? Because that's something that you know we value. What's keeping you from that? So you're approaching things with curiosity rather than um, taking things personally. So really, you have two options here. You can choose to focus on your middle schooler's behavior, reacting to the trigger of them being disrespectful to you, because let's face it, controlling their behavior isn't really an option for us. Heck, it's not even an option for them most days because of everything that's going on with them physiologically and emotionally. Or this is option number two, door number two, You can focus on becoming a connected coach, an adult who doesn't take their teen's behavior personally and uses the moments when our teens are practicing who they are not to guide them towards who they are. Now, if you want to be that connected coach, I would love for you to join me in the new year for a free masterclass that I'm offering. If you are interested in that and you'd like to be the first to know all of the details for that, please be sure to use the link in my show notes to join my wait list. And you can find that again at theishgirl.com forward slash EP145. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today. I am so very grateful to be a part of your day and get to hang out in your ears. I really, really appreciate my time with you. So from an ish girl who is super excited for the holidays, this is my favorite time of the year. I am so glad to be in the middle of it together. 